0: Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Backyard Basketball Podcast. They, 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 they quit smoke. I'm Braden Della-Coltman. I'm here joined by my good man, Christian Steck. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? It's been a while. It's been a while. So sorry to our uh, listeners. We dropped this epic podcast and then just disappeared. We disappeared because it was summer and
1: uh, we. Uh, and this guy over here had to go on vacation. It's I had to good. go on
0: vacation, but listen, I brought my mic to the beach and I was ready to go. Um, so I don't think this is on me,
1: bud. <laughs> well it wasn't on me i was here with my with my mic too so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so a lot's happened uh in the last three weeks since we talked last um
1: turns out ben simmons is still with the philadelphia center sixers yeah and uh usa won men's gold in the olympics that was a bit of a you know we didn't know if that was going to happen but it ended up doing so so i mean good on them
0: was anybody um, really surprised though
1: well, I mean, earlier, maybe in the playoffs, like, you know, I guess those first couple games, I don't know if it was that first game against France that they choked and then everybody was ringing the alarm bells and thinking well, that this the team couldn't make it happen. Well, France
0: play really well?
1: Well, they played real. You know, if Evan Fournier in that game played as well as he did in the Boston Celtics last year, I'd probably think a little bit highly of that guy, but who knows? Maybe he'll do better on the Knicks, but.
0: Who knows? Um, Lots of players. Well, here's the, th- here's a really fun thing about the NBA. What's Every that? year is like, a, it's like seismic, the uh, the changes and the turnover from players and teams. Y- you don't see it to the same extent in other leagues as you do in the NBA.
1: Not at all. And I find, I mean, the, maybe this is just my opinion, but in the NBA, this really started kind of that 24 hour sports news cycle where you, you know, even in the summertime, you know, we started this podcast in the summer probably you know, we, we hit the draft, but then you're saying, okay, well, after free agency, there's a lull, and yep. what's happening in basketball sports, but it's like the, every week there's always new news stories constantly circulating. So you can never get enough, you know, you can never get enough. Um, lots of players
0: moved. Um, one notable player that we won't talk too much about probably ever
1: again, uh, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> What are you talking about? you know what I th- I was suggesting how about this at the end of this podcast, let's just give a little moment where we can share our thoughts on the moment, experience what, a in moment Toronto. of silence
0: for the Toronto well, raptors
1: moving forward I know it's a sad sad day it's but- a sad
0: day, but here's the funny thing with that. everybody saw this coming and yet the minute that he got uh, uh, you know the minute he signed to Miami, People were all up in arms. Like, how could they do that? How could they let him go? It's like, are you kidding me? This guy's 35. Yes, he's still, he's still quality. He's still, oh, you sure. know, an all-star, but arguably. He's won a chip. But you just signed Fred Van Vliet to four years. And if you're gonna re-up on Kyle Lowry, then what does that say to the team? Like this, this team doesn't need a moving forward. And it's it's funny to see people kind of not not get behind that.
1: Well, and what are your expectations as a team too, right? And obviously it felt pretty apparent these last couple of years after we won, which was an amazing accomplishment and we can't, you know, um, minimize that enough, how amazing that, that accomplishment was for a Canadian team in, in the NBA, but you were at a crossroads, and you had to make a decision. And I think this is probably the right decision moving forward. But regardless, we'll, we will get to a Kyle Lowry moment. I should say we should speak on this at the end of the podcast and give roads to him. But what I wanted to post to you, man, um, because the Olympics happened and free agency and even the Summer League, take that for what you oh, will. Oh, yeah. The whole Summer um, League came and went. Exactly, right? Uh, I thought a great way to catch us back up um with our podcast moving forward and to start here today is to just talk about three teams that either you're hyped for next season you got questions of just teams that you're curious about after everything the dust is now settled hmm. we have you know three teams that are on the forethought of your mind and i thought we could just go back and forth and, and share our teams if we have the same teams that's fine um i'm i'm willing to pivot uh, and uh, and just talk a little hoops and and kind of incorporate everything that's happened in these last few weeks. Right on. Let's talk hoops. Okay. So, well, how about you? You start off. What uh, what would be your first team? Doesn't have to be the the most excited team that you're looking forward to, but what's a team that you're you're interested in going into next season? So,
0: the Chicago Bulls made a trade for uh, Vucevic last year at the deadline, and I I was quite caught off guard by that because he you know he's an all-star center and this team in Chicago has been kind of at the bottom for and they haven't really done anything to I'd say you know like compete like really compete and then they surprised everybody to be one of those bubble teams that they didn't make the playoffs last year but they were hella close Um, I'm interested to see how much further they can go now that they brought in the, the speed and playmaking abilities, Alonzo ball, as well as my man, DeMar DeRozan, who I had no idea that would be the team he was going to end up with my, all of my, all of my thoughts were going to be, he is going to either end up in LA hometown, which he's discussed wanting to do before, or partner up again batman and robin with his good buddy uh kyle lowry
1: okay who's the batman who's the robin in that scenario <laughs> <laughs> well hmm uh, between kyle and demar yeah yeah oh yeah. i
0: think i think oh that's really tricky now that kyle has a has a rank. he's got a chip he does i still st- i mean i still give demar the batman I- i'd say Demar's the batman <laughs> that's i can't fair. really say that though because none of them really i don't think that those are the those are the best um uh duo that's probably the not the best duo combo that you could give those two guys but regardless uh chicago it- bulls man this this is a team that uh i'm excited to see what happens because my my pulse is never on that team and, and it'll be interesting to see where they kind of fall in that eastern conference next year
1: yeah man uh i'm so excited that was actually one of the teams i really wanted to discuss was the chicago bulls you can't also forget alex caruso you know they Over signed snap. him yeah recently um, a, a a felon right yeah that's right yeah, yeah. felon
0: uh, turned chicago bull
1: felon turned chicago bull Not, i can't express what are enough.
0: the what are the cannabis laws in uh in ohio yeah uh, i i have
1: uh, it, Illinois, it, Chicago, Illinois. Illinois. yeah, Chicago's in Illinois. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty progressive. Uh, I really, I really would have no idea, but I mean, I, I can't have enough love for Alex Caruso. Yeah, I mean, man. that guy to see the four he what spent about four years in LA, um, how he's matured as a player. I think as a leader, I mean, obviously winning a championship, you're taking that into the room. And so I think it'll probably be good guidance. And, you know, the other thing I'd bring up too about Chicago and you're talking about Vucevic and why they would bring this guy on. Well, I feel, you know, there's probably some sentiment of urgency for, you know, the Chicago bulls in regards to Zach Levine Uh, because when we look ahead here to 2022 free agency, he's probably as crazy as this sounds. I mean, I would have to pull this up. We could go into depths about, you know, 2022 free agency, but there's not a lot of great prospects and probably yeah. one of the top marquee players is Zach Levine. And uh, you know, the one thing, um, no, no. And, and, no, 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 let me finish. No. The one thing in the Olympics, um, uh, you know, this past summer that really caught me off guard was to see Zach Levine on the defense event. Um You know, watching those last couple of games before they won that gold medal, like he was probably one of the best players on the team. As crazy as that sounds, you got Kevin Durant on the team and he was phenomenal. But Zach Levine, especially defensively, really held his own. And because no one else was playing defense. Well, sure. Maybe that's the case. But also you have this amazing opportunity with Greg Popovich. I'm sure he learned a thing or two. And to add that other aspect of his game, you know, these players hear from the news media all the time about, you know, their deficiencies or things that they could work to improve upon. And I'm sure he probably takes that to some extent personally. So you've got a player who is probably as crazy as sounds, the best player on the Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine right now, prior to all these trades that happened, even before Vucevic yeah and you're getting to this point at 2022 where okay this guy may walk if we don't do anything so I think that's why they went out and they tried to see like what can we put together and you know on paper with DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, Vucevic, Zach Levine you know you got Kobe White coming off the bench is this all gonna work who knows it's kind of a mishmash of players but there could be potential here to move the needle is is Zach
0: Levine a two or a three
1: uh zach Levine is a shooting guard yeah so, so tell me how that oh, works with the I, I mean but he's got size he's got size i don't that's 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 an interesting you know yeah. um uh investigation i guess this season to figure out how you're gonna uh, work out lineups but it could be interchangeable um maybe you do something you have them start but as the game goes on you have always maybe one of those guys on the court at all times and it could be been interchangeable because both of them are really good you know with the ball in their hands dictating pace um you know the first guy to move things on on the offensive end so um, i'm going to be the first and probably not the last person to say
0: that i believe zach levine is one of the most overrated players in the league (laughs) I, I, I do not think that he is a premier player in the NBA.
1: I think you're selling yourself short, man. Come on.
0: <laughs> this, this guy, you know, he won. He's won a couple of slam, dunk won slam dunk contests. Yeah. And one of them, he did not win. He, Aaron That's Gordon was exactly the winner being, of that it, slam dunk contest back in Toronto.
1: Zach Levine, 6'5", shooting guard. He's only 26 years old. He's been improving year after year. I think this kid's got a lot of potential, and he's just entering his prime. So sure, next season, is Chicago going to be a playoff team? I honestly think Chicago will be a playoff team next season. I think
0: so, too. But I do not think it will be because of the weight that Zach Levine pulls. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) i'm
1: telling you i think this guy will be the leader of the team (laughs) um i think that you know there he's
0: gonna win most improved player of the year he's gonna win. maybe hey i I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't
1: be surprised all right actually you know what put me down most improved player of the year for tell me tell me what team you're you're apt to see next year one team i'm apt to see better or worse i don't know if this team's going to be better next year or worse next year i think everything they've done on paper people could tell me probably worse but the new orleans pelicans
0: Okay. The reason why
1: I'm most interested in the New Orleans Pelicans is, of course, Zion Williamson, and mm-hmm. my this is just my sentiment and belief is that if the New Orleans Pelicans, we know about this organization, is always kind of second fiddle um, in New Orleans. It's owned by the same you know organization of the Saints, and I feel like everything in that city is all about football. That seems to be the number one mo. So. You know, when Zion got drafted there, it was kind of like, all right, well, we'll see if this works. It's, you know, I mean, it's nice that he went to a small market, but this is, you know, an organization that time in history, Anthony Davis, a clear example, doesn't really have a great relationship in fostering these players to stay there long term and have success. So I feel if New Orleans doesn't deliver this year, um, I think it's really going to put um, a lot of urgency on that team. I'm sure Zion's going to express a lot of discontent. He's got a peer in um, John Morant who's had some great success these you know last two years in uh, Memphis. So I think the pressures on this season and you know, they've, Moved some players, Bledsoe went, um, Stephen Adams went, they brought Jonas Valanciunas in, they were able to make some moves because of those trades um, at the draft. And one player that actually I found kind of surprising uh, in the summer league uh, this year that was drafted, I think was 17th overall by the Pelicans, is uh, Trey Murphy III. Um, This player, he is... Trey, Trey Murphy. I, I'm telling you, this is a player to look out for this season. All right. Um, he is a shooting guard, uh, six nine. So he's he's a big kid. And it seems uh, that
0: everybody's six nine these days. Like, I, I think, think the entire Toronto Raptors, <laughs> all but for Freddie and Trent, are six
1: nine. Probably. It's the new wave. And, and you know what, there's good reason for it because on the defensive end, you've got that size, especially on the perimeter to hold up against the, the perimeter shooting and, and Trey Murphy, he is, he's great on the, he's pretty good on the defensive end, but he is a silky smooth shooter from three point man. And it was one of those things that I thought about seeing last season with new Orleans is they could never get space. And when you've got a guy who's as special as Zion and also an amazing player and, and you know, Brandon Ingram, like, don't, don't get me wrong there. Um, These are amazing offensive talents, but you want to have players around them that can space the floor, especially for Zion Williamson. So he can do what he does in the paint. And I think Trey Murphy is an underrated asset that my hope is this upcoming season is going to help. Like I said, space the floor in that regard. Another player that I look out for, I think his name, I believe is, uh, Najee Marshall. Um, that's not a real guy. I might, here yeah it is Najee Marshall so this guy was undrafted this year and he showed up man in the second half of summer league I was watching a couple New Orleans Pelicans games and this guy um like I said undrafted he's not very big like I think he's only like maybe six five um something like that and doesn't have like a lot of offensive tools Um, but the thing I like about him, he's got really good passing. So he's got pretty good vision. He's a good facilitator of the ball and he's a beast on the defensive end. And that's another thing that I thought about in regards to this team is that you have Zion and Brandon Ingram who are amazing offensive players, not as great on the defensive end. So when I think about the history of the NBA, usually when you got good offensive players, you're going to want to find as your role guys, you know, they fill up those missing pieces. And I think especially defensively for New Orleans, he will be an asset, and I kid you not, dude, I would not be surprised if Najee Marshall starts at some point um, next season, an undrafted player in the all NBA, right. which would all be awesome. Right. And then on top of it all, which is like a probably a point of concern, is you've got three coaches in three years for uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> wow. So uh, we'll who's see there, how who's that Who's their new
0: coach coming in here?
1: That is a
0: good question. I'll pull it also, up right can away. Can I just ask, like, wow. Well. Whose freaking idea was it to not invite Zion to the Olympics team? Like, and then a few, you know, like a few days before the Olympics were over, they were like, Oh, gee. Ah, oh, it's just really too bad we had Kevin Love. It's like, <laughs> why did you invite him? He did not deserve to be there. Even on cred, he did not deserve to be there.
1: Talk yeah. about washed up player, dude. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but he's
0: doing it to himself. Like, I don't want to spend too much time here talking about Kevin Love, but he's doing it to himself. You see what he did, like, late in the season there, throwing the ball away and then turning it over or not running back. And, yeah, like, just stop playing, man. If you're not going to play the game, step aside and let one of these young guys come in. And uh, it just doesn't make sense.
1: I I think they should have had more younger players in in the Olympics. I totally agree with you. Willie Green. Willie Green is the new head coach of New Orleans Pelicans, So player turned coach. We see a lot more of that. Yeah. So Uh, anyways, that, that was my first, what's, what's your second team? Okay. Well, speaking of players
0: turned coach, uh, I want to see this Dallas Mavericks team take another step. Um, Luca is going to be the MVP of this league, whether or not it's next year or the year after that Uh, it's, it's, it it will happen. And, and, you know, Jason Kidd was, he was kind of, he had like a Rocky start, I guess with Milwaukee or even with Brooklyn, but, um, but he but he knows how to coach a team, and and I think that um you know the the all-star abilities that he had when he was a player, I think will translate and rub off on Luca. Uh and, and Luca's just he, I mean, he's ready, he's ready. He, however, he could, you know, he brought that Slovenian team all the way to the f- uh semis or something in the Olympics, yeah. Against France. Like there's yeah. not a ton of competition, but Slovenia. And it's not Slovenia. I'm sorry. It's Luca. Like, yeah. So <laughs> what he can do in uh, one-man show. Yeah, it's a one-man show, and, and not to say it's a one-man show in the NBA, but most nights it is. And so, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see uh Luca and Luca the Luca Mavericks uh, take another step next year.
1: Okay. Well, here's my question for you: Do you have hope that? Kristaps Porzingis has the mm. potential this season to be able to rejuvenate himself in some form. That either he is a contributor to the team or he's an asset that they could use. Yeah, I don't road, think it's or... about
0: potential. He has it. Potential is like saying, "Can some?" Yeah, I, I... it's whether or not he will show up and then also stay healthy. Like that's a big thing with these tall, tall, tall men. <laughs> it's like, can you no, can you protect man. your self from injury and can you produce at the clip that you uh, you know are expect? he was a top five pick wasn't he like yeah. I-, I remember him getting yep. drafted and yep. the New York fans just went ballistic they were like how the hell did why did you guys pick him and then he went off and all of a sudden he was a I mean the- it doesn't matter who New York has that's what's going to happen regardless um I think he's still a quality player it seems like it's it's it comes down to like being in the right system or, you know, he also, he also wants the ball. He also wants to be um, that, you know, that, that leader on the team. But I think if Luca can, or uh, yeah, I think if Luca can kind of create more opportunities for Kristaps, Kristaps will come show up to play. I I have, I have faith in Kristaps. I wasn't with everybody who thought he was going to get traded right away um he is a movable asset you know if they feel like there's something else that would help the team better or if luca's like hey i want to play with this guy (laughs) i'm sure that he would be the first to go uh but i think while they have them make the most out of them totally totally
1: i i yeah i i agree i mean i don't know my my opinion is is i don't think zingas is ever going to get back i mean obviously not back to what we saw when he was in new york before his injury um you know, it's a really challenging situation how you can use him as an asset. I mean, for how much you're paying him. Um, the other thing that I was kind of interested about too, as a side note about Dallas, was the contract they sent for Tim Hardaway Jr. It was, I just looked it up here, four year $72 million contract. And I find that that is a really attractive contract you could use as an asset potentially. For, for sure. You know, he, and I think
0: that that was the, re- like the reason they went after that is because consistency. You know, yep. keep continuity right. with the team, but also you just you know I, I know they were pursuing Lowry, you lost out on Lowry. They were probably pursuing a few other Lonzo and a few other point guards, lost out on those guys. Keep well, the They continuity.
1: still want. They they still want Goran Dragic. That's that's why. Oh, do there. they? Fine. Yeah. Fui. So I, I don't know what All right. like what what, what the raps want. Well that's it. They don't have any picks, man. They've got no picks. I don't want to what the, the Dallas team does. Dallas, yeah. Oh. Like I think, you know, like this, I know this uh draft they had zero picks. Oh, so boy. what it looks like in the future, it's a bit discouraging.
0: Well, even like a yeah, I don't know, even a younger player are, hmm. yeah, we gotta get we gotta ship that Goran guy out of here. I can't have a guy on my team that's just making gaffes about wanting to play in Toronto. And then what? to come out be what? like, oh no, 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 no. You, you, no. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it. Let me backtrack here and I want to be somewhere else. And fumble and land straight on my face. Yeah. His my agents God. like, you done fucked up. Uh, so <laughs> you're gonna have to apologize and then play for them.
1: Uh, that's that's an understanding. What a cringy situation. All right, so my second team, um, that as crazy as this sound, I'm kind of excited to see, it, is the Sacramento Kings. All yeah, right, I said it, the Sacramento Kings, and you know why? Because they're uh, never good. No, well, yeah, they haven't <laughs> been very good. But Davian Mitchell, I'm saying it right here, right yeah, now, man. Davian Mitchell is special.
0: Yeah, yeah. I well, think. he won the NCAA tournament.
1: He did. He did. And, and some of the criticism to him is, is like, Oh, you know, Davy Mitchell, he's like 22 years old. Uh, you know, he's already seasoned. He's playing against children in college, blah, 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 whatever this kid I think has the potential from an offensive end, not necessarily the best defensive player out of this draft, but dude, this guy is so cerebral defensively. I've never seen a player. So get this, like, I'm not going to lie. You know, summer league, again, take it for a grain of salt. Usually doesn't really mean anything. Sure. Um, Except when that salt- maybe Le'Angelo Ball is going to make the, two, the, the the NBA. Right? I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll have all three Ball brothers. I really don't want his <laughs> dad to be back in the news. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, Davion Mitchell. uh so I was really stoked, you know, that the Celtics, Hey, like, we made it to the final game. We're going against Sacramento. Yeah. Um, Peyton Pritchard, you know, which by the way, just as a little tangent, you know, he's been developing like crazy. He was yeah, so dude. good in the summer league. I really like the kid and he had to leave for some reason and like fly back. I don't know. I can't remember what it was, a funeral, a wedding, some, some event. So he came back to be able to make it to the final game in Vegas and Davion, and he was playing out of his mind. Like Pritchard was playing really, really well. And and Mitchell just absolutely locked that kid down. Like literally nothing Peyton Pritchard could do. How close he was, he would just mirror him. Every movement that he did wasn't making a lot of contact, but was always in his face. Just stuck to him like glue. And, and literally the game ended. I don't know. It was like Sacramento had like 110 points and, and the Celtics only ended up with 69. Like it was absolute it wasn't necessarily that the celtics players weren't necessarily shooting well it was like defensive you know demolition um of of the boston celtics by by yeah. the sacramento kings and and it was all led by davian mitchell and i'm telling you this player Crazy. um you know he's not very big he's only like six feet um but seeing like the three-headed hydra as it were of Halliburton, De'Aaron fox and davian mitchell um how is that gonna work I Don't know, but I think there's some potential there. And regardless how that team grows, again, you could have a really lucrative asset there as well. Too that oh, could yeah. be really interesting for well, a lot of, any of them. the trade deadline for sure. You know, like I, I would take any of those players. Oh honestly. My like, God, if I was man. the Raptors, I would oh, be yeah.
0: like,
1: Please touch your chest.
0: Yeah, can I have? I, I mean, my first pick would be Halliburton. I think that this guy's unreal, but De'Aaron Fox, totally, pro- like next to. Well, John Wall's probably not even the fastest player on on the floor anymore. It's probably, it's probably got to be Fox. Fox, Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be, got to be
1: the fastest. All right. Well, that's sweet.
0: Do they keep Bagley? Uh,
1: No, they're going to, they're going to, I mean, they've been trying forever to try. And then they got no
0: bigs, man. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. yeah, They got a few more years (laughs) to go.
0: They got a few more years, I think. But, but you're right. If they can hold on to that three headed Hydra. And, and draft a few more quality players, maybe bring in a couple of veterans, then this team's
1: locked and loaded. So Sacramento's got one of your favorite centers on the team. What are you talking about? One of my favorite centers? Yeah. Can you think of them?
0: No, not at all.
1: He was, uh, he was on the Raptors last season. He's your abs- You had a, a, a great quip, like a great little song about him. And that's what you get when you get Alex Len.
0: There you go. <laughs> See, I was thinking Aaron Baines at first, but I don't even think Baines is signed with team. And I think he's like have no term injured from the Olympics too. That's right. That's Poor right guy.
1: Injury. Oh, some injury. I hope he gets Get lost, out of here, but I Get do not want here. to see him in the league again. I, I, I have a special place for Aaron Baines. Yeah, but he not on, on the basketball court. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, go back to Boston then. Have him, have him
1: sign up. Boston. I take him. Are you kidding me? Good. Have you, have you looked at the centers we have? It's I'll like- sign the petition. Al Horford again? Are you kidding me? Oh
0: no! Oh no! Yeah, that's that's gonna be rough.
1: All right. What's what's your uh, what? what How many teams have we gone through now? Uh, I think we've done two. I've done each. two. Yeah. So this is okay.
0: What's what's your third team? All right, baby. I want to see that Lake Show. Lake Show. Get I want to see that Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. I want to see the retire. I want to see the retirement home team. Uh, pull up and just dominate I, I do though you know like this is what every <laughs> every uh every basketball fan wants to see namely when they're playing on like you know they're playing their 2k and he's, he's just like and I'll take him and I'll take him and oh I'll take him and I'll put him on my team too oh it doesn't matter that we have five um, centers it, it doesn't matter but I think what I'm most looking forward to uh is is having Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James on the same mm. team, I think this is something that's pretty special for both of those players. They were the the two, like, you know, star picks. Well, Although Carmelo went the year before, didn't he, in that draft?
1: No, he was, was, he was the, same draft? the same year. Yeah, same yeah. year. So, like, and I think that the he was going to still playing from that year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was going to go second member to Detroit, and they ended up taking that Euro guy, and then he oh, yeah. fell Carmelo oh, to yeah. Denver Darville or something. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right.
0: Yeah, So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that. I'm also pumped to see Russ. um, It's funny with Russell Westbrook. It's like with OKC, he was the star guy, like all-star superpower guy, Houston. He was, but he was kind of under Westbrook, Washington. He's washed up and then he gets traded back. He gets traded to the Lakers and all of a sudden he's this all-star again before he has even played a single game. He's still the triple double King. You can't take that away from him. Um, is, is he going to put up those numbers? I don't think it matters. <laughs> so long no. as he can
1: dish those assists, that he's going to be unstoppable. He he ain't going to put up those numbers because LeBron's going to sit down with him and have a long, hard talk and be like, look, Russ, the shit that you did on those other teams, the buck stops with me, all right? We're, we're running what I'm going to run, and this is how it's going to work. And Russ um, is probably all for it, man. Oh, for sure. And hey, I'm going to push back on you a little bit. I don't think he was completely washed out in Washington. If it wasn't for Russ going to Washington, I don't even think that team would have made it to like the playing tournament. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. I I don't believe that. But that's what the media kept going after. It's
0: like, well, what is Russ now? It's like, well, he's on the Wizards. And now the Wizards are even more the Wizards with Kyle Kuzma. I mean, I liked Dinwiddie, but I don't think this is going to be a good place for him.
1: Um, yeah well I mean I agree with you but I also think Dinwiddie's options are a bit limited for, nope, for availability for sure. of point guards I mean Schroeder being a case in point example of like oh, what happens wait. if you wait out too long Jeez. well yeah or turn down money you greedy pig oh man yeah well I can't remember how much money he was going to make like upwards close to 50 million was, and now
0: I think it was a four year 80 mil
1: that's insane that's and now Alonso got he's getting like nine for yeah. one year out of Boston
0: yeah
1: yeah that's- yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this Lakers team. They've got a whole bunch of old men, and I would really like them all to win a ring and then retire. Can you imagine if the entire Lakers team retired next year?
1: <laughs> Even Nancy awesome. Davis, he's like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm he's out. like, I'm done. No,
0: I got two. Oh, LeBron's not playing. Nah, I'm done.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna be on this Lakers team anymore. Ah, I'll go do something else. Uh, do you think the Lakers is gonna are they gonna make the finals?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Who, yeah. Barring injury, of course. And I think that their m- stiffest competition is going to be. Um, Portland.
1: Portland. Yeah. What are you smoking, dude? Yeah. Cause are I you- don't think Portland. Yeah. Why? Cause you
0: don't think Lillard's going anywhere? Because I don't think um, I don't think the warriors, I think the warriors are going to stumble late in the playoffs.
1: Okay, that that's this is yeah
0: this is very hot. Early take from what I've seen. The Clippers are going to be good, but they're going to get bounced again. Uh
1: oh, for sure. Well, you you don't have Kawhi's season,
0: but they're not going to be. They're not. They're not. Yeah, and then the rest of Houston's not going to make it. OKC's not going to make it. Minnesota, Sacramento, New Orleans. None of these teams are going to make it. Dallas might be the 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 argument there for me. Dallas and Portland will be the
1: issue, I think, for the Lakers. That's very that's really interesting, man. I yeah, I don't know. I think Golden State. I, yeah, I, just, I mean it, they're going to get playback around Christmas. Remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll They've be got interesting. Two man.
0: lottery players now, which is going to be interesting to see if they even get time yeah it's still curry's team but i don't know man the fire that uh the fire that was put under the difference there curry how many how many rings has curry won dame is due for something like that and he wants it i know yeah they all want it but dame has been burnt man and and he and i
1: just there's something there's something about dame in the playoffs it's just way too scary you don't think it's going to be uh, Damian Lillard winning a chip down the road with the Philadelphia 76ers
0: oh, in a Ben Simmons trade? <laughs> well, my take
1: would change if there was a trade involving Damian Lillard, but until then. Okay, fair enough. I- I'm just going to put as a segue, though, there was a, a guy that I-, I read recently, I think his name's Phil Buckner, uh-huh. uh, who um, so Daryl Morey, he's such a crafty son of a gun, signed him to Philly. And uh, this guy is like one of uh, Damien's really close confidants. Um, he worked with them like way back at Weber State um, when uh, Dame was uh, in college and whatnot. So uh, I don't know, man. I'm just saying it seems like the, the breadcrumbs are in place that maybe by trade deadline here this season, we might see uh, a uh, Simmons-Lillard uh, extravaganza. But It really just- depends how many bricks Simmons throws and if
0: anybody ever wants to trade for him. Because it could, this could be the exact same, not the exact same thing, but a very similar situation when Dennis Schroeder held out on taking that money. If you hold out on That's this deal, true. Daryl Morey, you might lose out. You might can lose I, can, out the
1: massive picks that you're after. Can I just say that I am like so sick and tired of seeing these flipping video highlights of Ben Simmons shooting three-pointers And it's like, oh, he's working on his game. Watch him just do these easy step-up three-point shots. Like, no hand in his face and stuff. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Like, you're going to show me a 20-second clip of you hitting, like, two or three threes? It's like, how many did you miss? Like... I just, I would honestly be happier if like I literally just saw nothing, like no video, just you like in a cave, I don't know, somewhere on an island somewhere where you make your own makeshift basketball hoop. And it's just like every day and night, this is all you're doing. No Kardashian BS, no blah, blah, blah. It's just basketball.
0: I don't think that Ben Simmons has the capacity for that.
1: (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, my last team. I'm most excited, well, okay, I'm not, well, most excited, but I am curious about, and this will be a good segue, um, is Miami Heat. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, our boy, Kyle Lowry, gets to reunite with his, uh, one of his best buds uh, and Jimmy B. <laughs> Would and... you say uh, Batman and Robin? <laughs> okay, in that scenario, I don't think Jimmy, but maybe Jimmy Butler's the Joker. <laughs> it's yeah, like, all right. You know, the Joker and, uh, Kyle Lowry is like, I don't know. Uh, the Penguin. He's like the, yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe the Penguin. Nice. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. Anyways, um, you know, I thought Miami did a pretty good job in, um, you know, in keeping their, their young you know, stars, you know, we were hearing about trades and what was going to happen. And they really wanted to get Kyle Lowry. And I, at first I thought maybe they were going to move Duncan Robinson. And then they brought and kept him Um, and, you know, uh, keeping Bam out of bio, having Bam out of bio, have this experience of going to the Olympics. And I'm sure that like, that's always, you know, brought value. Um, It seems like for, for these kind of guys, having that kind of experience, you keep Tyler hero, um I don't know. I think this is a team that took a step back obviously this past season. And the way that this team is built and I feel like imagining how it's going to operate in this upcoming season, I think they'll be, you know, almost positionless basketball, a lot of ball movement. It's going to be really hard to lock these guys down. I feel like it's going to be a very fluid team, shooting a lot of three-pointers. The floor is going to be really spaced out. Bam Adebayo is going to be able to do his thing at the 5 uh i feel like this could be a team that might catch you know catch some heat and catch catch some teams getting close to the postseason off guard um and maybe make a splash in the postseason uh you know i, I just i you know presenting itself how everything's kind of shaked out uh, in free agency and and especially the east always being a bit weaker than the west um so so I'm excited, man. I think, I think Miami is going to be a great team. I would love to see a Miami Heat-Brooklyn uh, Nets series mm. in the playoffs. And I would love to see that go to like seven games, you know, because I, I don't know about you, but I feel like, you know, this upcoming championship is the Brooklyn Nets to lose, um, in all honesty, if everybody's healthy. Um, so to see, you know, a team like Miami really punch them in the face hard would, would make me happy um, and, you know, give something to really fight for. So,
0: you think uh, KD and Kyrie are a better duo than LeBron and Russ? LeBron and AD? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I do. I do. Right. I think, I think with Harden, KD, and Irving, it's literally Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. If they, if, if they stay healthy, Jimmy Harden guy. That's right. That's right. You know, um, so I, I think it's. They don't I have think, a match for Anthony Davis. It's Brooklyn's. <sighs> what, what do you mean? They got DeAndre Jordan. Right. Mm hmm yeah but deandre jordan's gonna be checking dwight howard so i want to say i'm just looking him up right now um what was the guy's name was it cameron thomas no yeah 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 cam thomas brooklyn is that well but i'm thinking the guy who got drafted he was drafted late
0: yeah 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 cam thomas i think
1: Let's see. He came out of LSU. Uh, Or maybe Cam
0: Johnson. Yeah, I feel like it was something like that. Yeah, he Um, lit it up. How did he uh, fall so far? I mean, I guess that's how it goes with scouting, especially limited scouting this year.
1: I cannot find his name. I got Bembry, Claxton Durant, Blake Griffin. Can't forget about him. Joe Harris uh james johnson that's so crazy uh oh yeah and patty mills flipping patty mills on brooklyn man like brooklyn's gonna be so good i can't see his name right now maybe for next week i'll remember it we'll talk about him more in depth but i know there was this amazing player um who got drafted late he was like 50th or something like that it was almost a steal um brooklyn looks scary man they look scary they look deep steve nash Cameron thomas the year the shooting guard yeah, it's Cam Thomas. Uh, maybe that's who I'm thinking about. That's that's who I guarantee right. you that's that thinking about. That's probably who I'm thinking about. This yeah, guy was really good the, in the summer. Really, season. really good in college. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm Anyways, that wasn't a that team wasn't, you know, I was really going to talk about. But No, you were going
0: to talk about uh, uh, Miami. I, the big thing with the Miami, because I, I do like the makeup of this team. This is a really good like mix between young guys and some vets in there, especially with Kyle Lowry, who's just going to have a, a ball with his buddy Jimmy Butler and being in the nice hot sun, South Beach. But um, it, they they held on to Victor Oladipo. And if this guy can stay healthy, mm. I, I would love to see um, a, a return to form. It won't be the same form. But some sort of productivity from Victor Oladipo could could be a, a great asset for
1: that team um, moving we, forward. Could we see a potential six man of the year with Victor Oladipo oh, coming I'd be
0: so on board with that. I, I love this guy. I think he's awesome. And I think he's, you know, he had a lot to prove when he when uh I mean he's bounced around so many teams. He's he, you know, he's he's just trying to stick somewhere and he's just trying to stay healthy on top of it all. So if he can, I, I'm, I'm all for that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm for it too, man. I'm for it too. Well, okay. You know, like I said, I, I'd love to, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, how, how many years? He was nine, nine years with Toronto.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Something like that.
0: Well, who knows now? And
1: who cares? Well, what, 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 what are your sentiments? How do you feel about the Kyle Lowry experience in Toronto? I
0: think Kyle Lowry um, was the best player to ever don the Raptors uniform. And I think he will go down that way uh, until the next guy. I mean, I think Kawhi was arguably the the, the turning point for that team. Uh, Carter kind of led the way. McGrady led the way. DeRozan led the way. And then Kyle came in and, and really uh, – I think the, the biggest thing with Kyle, I think, for me is that he was – between he and Masai, Masai off the court, Kyle on the court, was the guy that really changed the culture in that locker room and on that team, the winning attitude. Um, because they were close. They were really – we, the North, once we, the North, started, they were mm-hmm. they were on track to win. And then it happened. And I think that uh, a huge part of that um, – like, a huge part of that is Kyle Lowry, and, and he will forever be uh, – to me the greatest Raptor, uh, they've ever seen. So, uh, I'm hoping they, yeah. I mean, I, the minute he retires, they're putting his Jersey up there. So, Oh, for sure. Barniani will be like, yeah, well, I wore number seven. <laughs> be like, okay, Primo
1: pasta. Yeah, that's right. you got a hall of fame elsewhere, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worry, you go so.
0: eat your Primo pasta elsewhere. We'll, we'll just, we'll just, uh, We'll so just forget championship.
1: About <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. Yeah, no. What, what
0: what about what about you? What are your thoughts on Kyle moving and Kyle as a raptor?
1: Yeah, man. I agree with you. I think he was the the best raptor we had. Um, you know, we had some amazing raptors, some incredibly talented players. Maybe some players you could look at be more talented than Kyle, but nobody was better than Kyle in terms of leadership. I think, like you said, helping to establish the culture. You know, it was him and Messiah that really led that way. Um, and, you know, he was more outspoken. I think, you know, DeMar, there was a bit more of a quiet temperance, I felt like, for him, um, not necessarily on the court, um, but, but off the court. And I think that's just his nature, and there's nothing wrong with that. But And, and he was an important part to, to establish, you know, the Raptors to be as they are now. But, but Kyle is just so synonymous, I feel like, with the team. You really can't separate the team in his name um, at all. And, uh, I'm just grateful, man. I'm grateful for the experience. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for even my, um, you know, ignorance back in the day where, you know, uh, the two of them were really working out and I was like, move his ass, man. Like, really <laughs> Everybody did, Lowry. you know, there
0: were, there were trades to New York oh, that were yeah. vetoed like that. It was, yeah. yeah, we were really close to losing them. And when he first got traded too, he, he, he did not want to be here
1: he did not want to
0: be with toronto and he and if you remember he was backing up uh jose calderon and marcus banks like he was a third string guy who who turned the whole thing around he turned the ship around because he bought in and because he bought in the rest of the teammates bought in because the rest of the teammates bought in we the north was created you know like it's a, it's a movement and, and he, and he paved the way. And now basketball in Canada is all that much more stronger because of it. So absolutely. I, Kyle's legacy is, is huge and deep. Uh, it, it's roots run deep in, in Canada for sure.
1: Yeah. That, you can put it any better, man. Yeah. Cause I, I agree with you, especially his relationship with Canada and how he feels like towards Canada. Um, I don't know. He just has a special place in my heart, man. Yeah, man. So rough solid yeah well look we did it we're back you know we're gonna be doing this you know on a regular basis i'm i'm so excited to talk more basketball with you man uh this was fun i'm glad i'm glad we got to do this
0: right on. well thanks again everybody for uh, tuning in uh this
1: has been the backyard basketball podcast
0: you can find us every week on uh, i think we're gonna be coming out wednesdays produced by the ordinary podcasting network and we'll see you next week peace